You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com and emailing us at nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com ideas from everywhere voices from nowhere since 2011 before we start this edition of nowhere california we wanted to take the time out to remember the lives of two creative icons and two people that had great impact on the entertainment world in general since uh, we just recently learned the passings of gary shandling and five dog from tribe called quest um for me uh, I grew up as a child in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s, and all that. And uh, there really wasn't a musical force that was more impactful in the hip hop community and the rap world and artistically than a tribe called Quest. And, um, you know, from their collaborations with uh, the Beastie Boys to the impact that they made on uh, equal rights for African Americans in, in general in, in the 90s and the equality and. Uh, the artistic movement uh, that they represented. They brought something new to the board, and um, it was absolute, just an absolute tapestry of, of rhythm and rhyme and spoke volumes to not, not just African Americans, but uh, people in general, anybody who, who enjoyed creativity and you know freeing your mind and keeping an open mind to the world around you. And... Um, yeah, five five dog will be missed. And there's so many things you can say about Gary Sandling that the entire comedic world is going to be saying in the next couple of days. Absolutely. Uh, most recently, one of those words would be Hell Hydra. Hell Hydra. As his uh, Fuck yeah. his role in the world of the Marvel universe as yes. a senator. Yes. That gave uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man so much grief. <laughs> yeah. And then we in- learned his dark CD underbelly of Hydra. Yes, uh, you know he 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 was the behind the scenes contributor to Hydra in the Marvel universe, uh, which was introduced to us in Captain America Two: The Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, uh, which for many still stands as in the top three of, of Marvel films that have been released, mainly because it felt like a '60s spy espionage oh, film yeah. that just happened to feature you know the greatest superhero in in Marvel you know uh, universe. Exactly. Um, so and he it, was fantastic in it. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people learned about his dry humor from there, and that's who Gary Shandling was, was his dry humor and everything. Uh, people like Stephen Wright, Mitch Hedberg, and a lot of dry comedians, right? kind of almost one-tone comedians, have a lot to th- thank Gary for. Right. And then also, too, if you're a fan of satire, TV satire, and everything like that, you have a lot of thanks to go to Larry Sanders' show. Yes, uh, which, you know, again, uh, they're through the... Late 90s, 2000s, you had a trail that was being blazed uh, on HBO with a lot of shows like, uh, you know, the the Larry Sanders show and yeah. stuff like that. It was just, <laughs> just a wonderful, wonder satir- uh, wonderful satirical piece. And uh, yes, there's a lot of that that was owed very much to Gary Shandling. So before we get into the episode, once again, thank you, Gary and Fife, for everything they gave to us. Yeah, I'm going to be listening to some some Tribe tonight. So, thank you guys. Thank you very much for all of your contributions. 
This is Josh. And this is Nick. And welcome to Nowhere, California. Uh, before we get too deep into our main topic, I have a wonderful little thing that I would like to call a moment of unintentional racism. We need a theme song for that, huh? Oh, my God. Hopefully okay. we don't need a theme song for it. If, it's gonna be, if you have a lot of <laughs> unintentional racism, it becomes intentional. It becomes intentional <laughs> and over-racism. But uh, this is unintentional. Hail Hydra. Uh, <laughs> no, this, this was... Okay. So, uh, I have a neighbor uh, who is of the African-American persuasion. Basically, he's just my neighbor, and he's a really cool guy. His name's Vince. They moved in not that long ago, and Vince has a beautiful challenger that he you know, washes pretty much once a week, once every two weeks or something like yeah. that with the, with the bout of rains that we've had here in California. He gets out there pretty frequently and, and washes the car again. So, <laughs> my wife, Christina, uh, and my daughter, Savannah, and I are walking out to the car, and Christina just very casually says to him, hey, when you're done with your car, why don't you wash mine? You know, feel, <laughs> feel free. And we get in the car and she goes, oh, was, did that come across as like racist? And I'm like, no, no. I think, I, you know, I think that was just kind of a, a stigma. You know, there's still that whole socially driven stigma whenever a white person's talking to an African-American person, which if we follow along with the way Morgan Freeman says, if one man's talking to another man and you add no color whatsoever, it's a normal fucking conversation. Yeah. But as soon as we start trying to avoid racism, we wind up being way more racist. Oh, yeah. And me not wanting to disappoint really fucking brought the racism. <laughs> I rolled down the window thinking I was going to save the situation because I very much take care of my car. And there is this stuff called McGuire's. Uh, I want to say it's tire shine. It's uh, uh, Basically, it's the stuff you put on and, and your tires will shine like a brand new Yeah. for almost a week or two. Up here in the desert, it's usually about a week. But um, <laughs> I rolled down the window and I said, hey, I got this stuff you can put on your tires. It's fantastic. It's this purple stuff in the bottle, you know, but it has a sweet smell to it. <laughs> I'm not shitting you, and I didn't mean this to sound this way, but I said to him, God. I'm going to hand you a bottle of this stuff. You're going to love it, man. It'll make your tire shine for a week. And it just happens to smell like grape Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, my God. I should have thrown a piece of fucking fried chicken and watermelon at him, too, just so I could complete the fucking trifecta of absolute racism that I did not mean to fucking spew it well, at, at, at my good neighbor Vince. The important question is, how did he react to all this? Just stand there going like, no. What the fuck? I immediately disengaged eye contact. <laughs> Out of complete shame, and because my daughter and my wife both went, oh, at the same time. <laughs> oh my God, it was, it it was a glorious disaster. <laughs> so now I have to, I have to buy him a fucking bottle of this McGuire stuff and bring it over and just be like, uh, I'm an ass. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. So here's this. Enjoy. Uh, yeah, so that was my, <laughs> it was, you know, it's just one of those white suburbia moments where I'm like, do, 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 and then you just hear the needle on the records just <laughs> come tearing across it, and I was left standing there holding my white hood, basically, and <laughs> thought, oh, fuck, you've got to be kidding me, why did you say something like that? He probably shrugged it off, and I'm probably making a bigger deal than oh, it is. Oh, he probably got inside the house was, like, laughing his ass off. Yeah. Like, oh, you should have heard what the freaking neighbor just yeah. said. Uh, <laughs> so, 
I mean, the flip side of that could be he closed the door and was seething like a motherfucker and checked to see, you know, like if, what he could hit me over the head with when I came home. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that was that was my unintentional moment, moment of racism. racism. And I guess to move away from that very slowly. Fucking no, very quickly <laughs> run from that, please. Yes. It's been a while since we just kind of sat and jumped over a bunch of topics. And, like, one of the topics I did really want to jump into for this episode was... The life of NowhereCalifornia.com right now because we're getting up to our renewal. Yeah, which, uh, you know, in anything that you tackle in life that you take a lot of pride in or that's something that just kind of rolls along on the day-to-day, much like having Ellie, uh, you know, my daughter, she's 10 months old. Yeah. We're almost at the year mark for her. Yeah. And funny, we're finding ourselves in the same position with, you know, NowhereCalifornia.com is that we've been plugging away at all of these posts and things that we do on there and, and the yearly it. renewal has come up on us and holy shit. Like, yeah. I, I, I wasn't even aware. Yeah. I got the emails like, seriously? Yeah. I think we started in June and everything, but I think it's probably the WordPress protocol to do right. it, do it at that point. Right. to give you a preemptive strike on yeah. it. You know? So, hey, here's a heads up for yeah, you. Yeah. I think we're up to, I think we're over a hundred posts easily. Oh yeah. I, I think we are too. I mean, we, we could increase the traffic a lot more, but we've, you know, we've all had some changes, you know, happen in our lives, and, you know, uh, uh, I, the aforementioned Ellie. But also, too, just getting comfortable with the fact that we have a site. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, falling into that kind of category. Plus, I, I've noticed from uh, our, our good friends over at Pastrami Nation, um, when they post something about a movie trailer or whatever, they throw the trailer up, and they'll put a paragraph out. We are much wordier than that. We we tend to put our own little Nowhere California spin we on things. We kind of review the trailer. Right. But and, that's us. Yes. And, you know, and, and it was, you know, like when we let into the 12 Days of Deadpool when we trade back and forth, I tried to take it from the perspective of somebody who is a Deadpool fan and give it that kind of tone. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, of course, there's, there's pieces like my desecration of the Man of Steel in Hollywood, which took me the better part of, what, a month <laughs> to right. write? It's an amazing piece, though, too. It, it is, you know, and I want to continue with it, especially, you know, now that we're, now that the, the, movie the is out. dawn of justice is upon us. Um, yeah, I, I would like to take it from another perspective, because I, I think they did quite well this time. Yeah. Um, On a future episode of Nowhere. Yes, which we will discuss. But, um... You know, to get away from that, it's just we we tend to put a more personal spin on things. And I think that's so, a cool. I think I like that aspect of yeah. how we run our things yes. on the site. Like, yeah, we'll be a little bit more wordier and everything, mm-hmm. but that's us. That's the I guess text format of the podcast, right? Because it could be it, it it'd be too simple for us just to go. Oh, here's the trailer for blah blah blah. Yeah, and if if it tends to ramble, hey, that's kind of what we do all here. the time. You know, it, it's our running theme that we're always off the rails. And, um, you know, it's it's hard when you take something like Deadpool, like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, whatever it might be, Star Trek, yeah, you know, Hateful Eight, whatever it might be. Um, the Hollywood Blacklist. <laughs> yeah, any of that stuff. Uh, your, your piece on, on Trumbo. Yeah. Which was fucking rad. If you get a chance, go to NowhereCalifornia.com, scroll back and look, you'll find it in there. It's badass. A lot of those pieces affect us in a personal way, and... So we haven't gotten to the point where we have become a media machine where we just crank out, crank out the stories. a quick paragraph that kind of highlights whatever it is and then do that. We, we always tend to put a more personal spin on things, which I think is very endearing. Yeah. I like that. 
Now, if we can just convince people like fucking WonderCon and San Diego yeah. Comic Con to go, hey, that is endearing, guys. That is endearing. You guys are the lovable underdogs. You are the yeah. bad news bears of podcasts. Yes, uh, for those of you who don't know, we did not get our San Diego Comic Con passes this year. Um, but like I said, when we got our denial, we got on the radar, though. Well, we it's not only that we got on the radar, but like I, I you know, I, I've mentioned off Mike, I think because they're so sought after. What we have to do is we have to pull that trigger. You just got to keep within the first out. one to three days, and three days at max, yeah. because they're going to be, you know, people they're are gonna prepared. Be people are going to be pre- uh, prepared for that. And so we d- we have to have our stuff right on point, so that we can drop it in the inbox. Drop it right know. in their box. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we can just slowly push it into their inbox. Do I need to throw in a slow jazz right now? No, I think San Diego Comic Con might find that a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> Or they might embrace it and we'll get yeah. past this next year. Who knows? They may be Kenny G fans. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great point. But, uh, you know, anyway, that's... I'm I'm really happy with where we've gone with the site. I love where we're... Every different. piece that we've done... If you, if you want to see us run the gamut of, you know, quick taglines and stuff like that, you'll see... Josh and I will frequently do very quick posts, you know, and, and we'll still put a, a personal spin on it. But then you can go... With stuff like Phil's, uh, you know, his Terminator. Yeah. The- oh, my God. Which is a long read, but it's coming from somebody who's very passionate about... Exactly. Movies in general. Like, he's just a, a, he's a fucking junkie. sponge for, you know, pop culture and, and media, you know, and, and on all fronts. And... Uh, so when he puts this together, it's done from a place of just absolute passion. And, and that's why I wanted him to do it. Yeah, like, when yeah. When he first was telling me his role, how he rolls with the Ghostbusters marathon. Right, And right. that was, like, right before we would launch the site. I'm like, I want you to put that in a blog And he him. did. Yeah. And, and he it was did, beautiful. Yeah. And it was one of the first pieces that actually got, like, a little bit outside the site coverage. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's... You've you've had some wonderful pieces on there. I've had some that I'm very proud of, and you're going to see a lot more, you know, from NowhereCalifornia.com. Yeah, we still um, we still want to do our independent uh, podcast spotlights. Yes, we. There's a lot of things we want to get rolling. Um, a different take on uh, cosplay spotlights. Yeah, unfortunately, and I, I shouldn't say unfortunately. Fortunately for us, life chugs along. Yeah, and so you know, there's a lot of concessions that are made for each and every one of us as far as. You know our our personal lives and the things that, that roll on, and uh, we've managed to pretty much chug along without a hiccup. Yeah, and uh, you know, still cranking out stuff that we, we have speed bumps, and everybody has speed bumps. Yeah, and we, we we crank out stuff that we still absolutely adore and love. And uh, uh, I'm I'm really proud of what Nowhere California has become, both in the .dot com aspect of it and the podcast aspect oh, yeah. of it. Um, but uh, now that we've <laughs> stroked ourselves fucking senseless, oh, yeah. uh, you know, we'll throw I, I, it out to... I'm to chafe a little. We'll throw it out to... <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be a good chafing. You'll look back and go... Mm-hmm. I, did I ever say it was going to be a bad chafing? No, you did not. So I'm very, I'm very proud of what has become such a driving force in the Nowhere California brand, I would like to call it. Definitely um, brand. So for those of you that may be checking out Nowhere California for the first time, uh, and for those of you that haven't got enough of us plucking the fuck out of our, our sites, get your ass over to NowhereCalifornia.com and check out some of the articles that we have on there. We've poured a lot of our heart and soul into uh, some of these things, and uh, we want all that feedback on it. So please feel free to hit us up at Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. 
Yeah. And uh, you can also hit us on Twitter. Yeah. Which is? At Nowhere underscore podcast. Right. And which we're going to, like, we got everything going with all the sites. Yeah. We're going to figure out how to not neglect the crap out of our Twitter. Well, okay, so in this, in this age of just fucking media influx, all the time media influx, um... You know, people go to Twitter immediately, look for, what did this celebrity have to say about this? And, you know, Justin Bieber just recently said, you know, L.A. is, you know, basically yeah, fuck LA's L.A. taint. Yeah, basically fuck L.A. and that kind of thing. And they're so fake. That's what yeah. he said. They're so fake. You know? <laughs> Pot calling kettle black. Right. So, I mean, you have, you have all this shit on there that's, you know, everybody looks to. And we really need to capitalize on that because we get so comfortable with just posting on our site and yeah. then posting it to Facebook. And um, posting links to Twitter, not just right. going like, hey, look at this. Hey, check us out and, you know, and, and being more active on it. Uh, thank God we have, you know, Phil on our sister podcast for Ectopod because he really fucking just chugs that engine along. Uh, you know, as far, as far as the Facebook posts and stuff oh, like yeah. that go, he's he's just been tremendous on it. it, it it'd be a barren wasteland on Facebook uh, <laughs> if it was going to be one of yes, us. God, it's so fucking so so thankful that he's there. It's so fucking bad. Um, but we're going to try to bring you a lot more with our Twitter feed. And um, do, have we? Did we secure our Instagram stuff yet? Oh yeah, Instagram and everything is all. Uh, They've been tied down for a while. I feel because I'm 40 now, yeah. so I feel like I'm that kid who's like, "How does this fucking remote work?" The kid. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the old man who's asking his kid, "How does this fucking remote work?" I don't, I don't understand. And so basically, they just take duct tape and they block off everything except for power, volume, and channel. Yeah. Don't touch the other stuff, Gramps. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. So God, I, I've lost count of how many times I've had to help my dad find his Roku. Room. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I just, I, I try to stay, take a step back from uh, well, a lot of social media, but I like, I do recognize that we need to charge forward with that. I know like, uh, like, if we're neglectful towards Twitter, mm-hmm. oh, God, Instagram and uh, Vine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, God. You know, CPS should be called on our asses if those were our kids. <laughs> it, would, you know, like, it would be nice if there was a button that just... Handled all three. Right. Maybe they'll make a jitterbug that does that. They actually do Shut have up. like stuff like that attaches everything together. I just yeah. haven't got around to linking it all. Yeah, uh, what kind of what that thing where you hit it, post, and it posts to everything. You yeah, know? I haven't um, gotten to that point yet. <laughs> so, but we're, honestly, we're, we're calling out, out our own uh, stupidity. It's, it's it's not even that. I'm going to give it up to our main man on the board over here, our our founder and our hallowed leader. Uh, Joshua Gilmore, who edits and does all of this stuff and has has put everything together. Really, I'm just riding the fucking coattails of fame here. Like, I come in, and you guys just let me ramble and talk and love, just fuck my own voice yeah. every time That's we record. That's why we fucking do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, you guys are doing all of the deep trench shit, you know? It's like... You guys, you guys are the one that's out there fighting the battle, but I'm the one getting all the recognition. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm, hey, we're not, gonna be in the days of the dead soon. You're going to be putting, you're going to be getting put to work here. Yeah, soon. yeah. which is fine. I really look forward to. Uh, well, it's funny. Like I was talking to Matt White uh, online the other night, and he was he, he has his uh, video show that he's been doing for for for, right. for himself, but he kind of puts it under the nowhere banner, nowhere nowhere presents. Right, Matt's minutes and. I was helping out, trying to help him get the social media stuff figured out and everything. I've known this dude since we were in primary and church and everything. And I used to avoid, like, talking in church like the freaking plague. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm doing this now. But, of course, this is a lot different than church because I can say, fuck shit, cunt, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, that always reminds me of that Daniel Tosh. 
stand up where he's like, wouldn't it be awesome if you got to heaven and you were like, you know, God was like, hey, what the fuck's up? And he's like, whoa, whoa, wait, you can hey, say. you need to talk to them down there. You can say fuck. And he goes, yeah, shit, yeah, you can say that. Where does it say you can't swear in the Bible? He's all, motherfucker, you know. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah, it doesn't say anything. It like really that. doesn't. And it says nothing about it. So, But yeah, I was talking about that. And it's just, it's just weird how far this has come along where I used right. to, I would take F's in English class to not have to do oral reports. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And now you just give away oral like it's nothing. Like it's freaking water. I'll give you an A. Yeah. I'll give it to you in the A. Give me the D. Fuck. <laughs> We've here we are, way off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let's moving get back. forward, moving forward. Yeah. Um recently also I exposed you to Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey. I thought we were fucking jumping back off the or back onto the rails. We right? are, we are. You're the one that's going to Okay, right okay, here. okay. Uh, I exposed you to the work of Bry Carter. God damn it, what a talented motherfucker. Yeah, uh, to those new to the podcast, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Brad Carter, uh, we talked to him re- in our early life of the podcast. Uh, good friend of the show, Steve J. Palmer, hooked us up with an interview with him. Right. Uh, and we went down to L.A. <laughs> and interviewed uh, Brad Carter to talk about his uh, album he was working on through Kickstarter and everything like that before the effects of Essential Tremors takes away his ability to play music. Luckily... Through surgeries and all that stuff, he has not stopped playing his music, and he just has not stopped. If you've seen Velveeta commercials, uh, Sons of Anarchy, yeah, uh, True Detective, and just a lot yeah, of yeah, stuff that this gentleman has been in, and you know, I'll I'll say when you when you first introduced this to me, um, do that one more time, please. <laughs> no, fuck that, man. You're rolling with it, there, Mister Producer Guy. <laughs> Bing. Uh, it, it, you know, it's funny because I, I talk about how we listen to, I listen to, to Kevin and Bean. Every time they do something with somebody who's hot on the show, somebody reaches over and dings a bell like that. <laughs> so we're talking about Brad Carter, so hey. he's a hot motherfucker. He's a good looking man. Yes. Uh, so, you know, you, you told me, the, the first thing you brought to me was the Sifter song. Yes. Um, which is, if you go to YouTube, look at Brad Carter, uh, Sifter song. And it's basically him in a tunnel here in L.A., and, um, uh, you know, cars driving by, and he basically busts out a, a chair, <clears throat> opens up this little box, and he gets out a flower sifter. And he talks about how it was such a thing, his mother, correct? Not his grandmother. Grandma. Grandmother. I, I believe okay. it was his grandma. Uh, his grandmother, you know, it reminded him of, you know, her baking and, and just... It's it one was of those such noises. a central, yeah, it's one of those things that go hand in hand, like, if you smell something cooking, you know, it takes you back to a certain place or whatever, and it was this sifter that, that brought him back to all these wonderful memories of his grandmother, and so basically what he does is he has, uh, you know, the box, and he sets it down on the ground, and he taps his foot on that, which keeps the bass time on it, and, uh, you know, the rhythm portion of it, and then he just, just cranks this sifter, and sings this beautiful Haunting, like I, I'm, I'm grasping for words to describe it. it it's, well, it's it's not just to describe it, but to, to the, the passion. It. Yeah, the the passion and the the wonderful life that that sprung forth from just that sifter, you know. And it, it took me back because I, you know, I I have family from the south, and I know what it's like, you know, sifting out that flour, making those biscuits, and doing those, you know, like I, I know that sound. And he brought so much emotion and memory from just that 
sifter and then the words that he threw in there with it. So, I, I mean, I highly recommend that. That was my first exposure to it and yeah. uh, to, to Brad Carter's work. And kind of uh, give a quick throwback even on that the sifter song in general. Mm-hmm. If you go back in our archives and everything to the Brad Carter interview, me and Phil got a live performance of the Scepter song. In, yes, in that's Brad right. Carter's place, his home. Yes, and uh, and that I was, was fucking like, believable. When you started doing that, I'm just sitting there going like, I was floored at how talented this man is. Yeah. So through that, you know, I found out about his. You introduced me to his his new EP, yeah. uh, Field Hand. Field Hand. Which you can find on iTunes, and also too, you can find a link directly for the iTunes uh, section of Brad Carter through his official website, thebradcarter.com. Right. Um, I'm telling you right now. I'll tell you right now. It's a steal at twice the price. Yeah, five ninety nine. So it's five ninety nine, and it is one of the best EPs that I've heard in a very long time. Yeah. Um, From an independent artist. Yeah, because there's just talented bastard. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's some alternative. When I first heard it, it was like under alternative. And I thought, what? Because everything that I'd heard was his country uh, twang to it, you know, yeah. which was which was badass. It's absolutely badass. It takes you back to old, uh, very old. I, 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 I had like kind of a Johnny Cash vibe to it. Too, no, there's, you know, there very much is a, a Johnny Cash vibe to it, but it, it brings you back to even even uh, uh, further, you know, with like original Hank Williams stuff. It yeah. has that kind of feel to it. And... Um, you know, basically those early days of the Grand Old Opry sort of thing, you know, just real, real down-home country kind of feel to it, not overblown showmanship and things like that. And um, it, it's, his music is haunting, and it touches on a very personal level. Uh, my favorite song off that uh, is the one that uh, I pulled immediately, which is Doing Wrong With You. That's actually his new video. Is there a fucking video for yes, it? Yes, there is a video Oh, video beautiful. It. I can't wait to see it. And I'd love to fucking talk to Brad about this because... I'll give you a little bit of my sordid history, and it's all wrapped up in this song. I've never been able to find a song that accurately captures my love and my relationship with my wife, okay? Um, unfortunately, there was a time in my life where I wasn't a charming asshole. I was just an asshole asshole. Um, and I was married we, at one point. We missed out on those days. Yes, I was married at one point, and I drifted a bit. Uh I didn't drift a bit. I fell in love with Christina while I was married to somebody else. And I moved forward and, you know, jump jump ahead to, to today, 2016. Uh, I'm still great friends with my ex. But I had to go after this person that I knew I was absolutely in love with. And that's my wife, Christina. And there's never been a song that really accurately represent there's nothing that's just gonna be in the top 40 charts that fucking represents hey fuck shit you <laughs> you cheated on your wife or you you even emotionally cheated on your wife and found somebody that you knew you meant you're meant to be with but you didn't take the right road and divorce somebody first and then go after this person you know like there's nothing that fucking sums that up except for this song and it starts out one of the first lyrics is you know uh got a good woman you know i know i should be true but it feels so right doing wrong with you. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And I, I played this for Christina and, and there was kind of a mixed emotion. She really liked the song, but it was kind of like, I don't, I don't know if I really like the highlight of that whole thing and all that stuff. But to me, it's, you know, it, it's something that's very personal. It speaks, it's, it's real life. It feels real. It feels very visceral and very, um, very organic. I know that's such an overblown word. But if it feels organic to you, then yeah. But I mean, it's, it's like overblown. it's it's fuck, man. I'm gonna overstylize every use of imagery here, but it 
it's literally like putting your hand down into soil, like a warm sun soil, and just but you can feel how alive it is by putting your hand into like healthy soil, and that's what this fucking EP did for me. Like I was a holy that's shit. Awesome, man. It's and there's some great alternative tracks on there when you hear it. I mean, there's some driving ass. Really good music that's on this, but then it, there's that country feel to it as well. And this is just the EP. This is not the full album. Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit! What else does this guy got in store? So I really hope we get a chance to to chat with uh, with Brad down the road again. Yeah, um, I would love to meet him, and I'd like to see I would him love to fucking pick his brain on this stuff because it's god damn it, it's good. It's yeah. so good. You know, there's just no other way around it. I was I, I was really thankful when you you dropped this on me because I I text you that. Uh, a, f- a few nights back, I was like, "Hey, what the fuck was the What's name the of that song?" Again? Because I happened to, I'm going to be on the road for a while, and I'd love to hear. I think I I put that thing on repeat and listened to it four or five times over and over again, nice. and it's just this mellow banjo and just his very deep, wonderful southern sound, you know, to his voice, and. Uh, yeah, it'll give you fucking chills, man. Yeah, I, awesome. I promise you it'll give you chills. So please uh, go to the bradcarter.com or to iTunes and, and pick up uh, Field Hand, uh, you know, which, like we said, is just his EP. It's only five ninety nine. Yeah. Like, just fucking go get it. You really need to hear this. So anyway, now that I've blown Brad quite a bit on this. If he still listens. I was fucking impressed. I was so impressed. Thank you. Yes, I was just so impressed with the music. We're just packing this episode with as many topics as we can because we're going to be jumping right into, well, this is going to be the first episode of April and this will be coming out probably April 1st. Right. Just to make sure it's timely for the next topic (laughs) because if we post it anytime after that, it'd be bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, it would be kind of weird. Yeah, um, um, but but coming to L.A. Yeah, L.A. Burbank area. Uh, April 1st, 2nd, 3rd? Yes. Yeah, April 1st, 2nd, 3rd, we get the official Days of the Dead convention. The return to the West Coast yes. for the Dead since they weren't here last year. That's right. Yeah. And we, we, you know, we, we talked about that in the past where we were like, ah, it's really fucking bummed that we didn't. Yeah. That they weren't going to be here. But It's understandable what happened with they wanted to make sure they got a venue that will allow everything that they do because they do so much. They do screenings constantly. Right. They have guests all the time basically there's always something going on with days of the dead like with most conventions there's kind of a shutdown time uh-huh. but with days of the dead it's constant right and that's that's good because i mean i think if, if you're going to take the time to go to a convention you don't want to like we open we open at 8 a.m we close at 6 p.m thank you fuck off go home yeah that sort of thing you you want to find things around the area and around that you know they are really involved yeah um like the after parties that they have they yeah. have a karaoke coming up the first night of Days of Dead, April 1st, and then uh, April 2nd is going to be their after party. Ooh, scary okey. Yeah. Oh, damn, that's Friday night, huh? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to work that night because be, I'll be coming out on Saturday and, and doing all that stuff, so I'm going to miss a scary okey contest. Damn it! Yeah. <sighs> uh, I'm not sure which one I'm going to stick around for. It may be a scary okey, whatever is going to be the best uh, timing-wise for me. You're not going to do, like, the, the reach around in the dark contest or... Well, that's afterwards in the hotels. That's right. It's the yeah, after after party. Baby. After after party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like you said, there are so many things to talk about with this, and I, we highly recommend checking out daysofthedead.net for all the information. Yes. But also, to just get your asses down to the L.A. the Los Angeles Burbank Hotel, which is the Marriott. It's, yeah, I believe yeah. so. It's um, the address is uh, twenty five hundred North Hollywood Way, Burbank, California. Right. That's where the location is going to be. I'd be there because uh, for. The rest of this conversation, I guess we could just go right down the list of guests that are... Yeah, pretty much. So far. Like, I, I, you know, uh, 
if I wasn't bogarting it from another <laughs> radio program, I'd be like, Hollywood. Um, so we'll fucking Nick, avoid that. We, we've boycotted, uh, we've bogarted a lot of stuff from other Oh, space. God, haven't we? We've, uh, we, I, we've I say bogarted, but we, it, it's kind of a blatant ripoff. Uh, uh, we always give a nod, but still. Uh, at midnight's kind of our, uh, uh, friends with benefits when they don't even know that it's from the benefits. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. We're, how many games I've stolen from them? Absolutely that, yeah. and uh, you know, of course, our our favorite podcasters, uh, Ralph and Kevin, yeah, at, uh, Hollywood uh, Babylon. Yes, Hollywood Babylon. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> so first, we talked about Tobin Bell. He's going to be there. Yes, Jigsaw himself. Yes, uh, Fruzel Balk will be there. The Fucking beautiful hell. woman, and I bought my uh, professional photo op with her. I'm gonna try for a not professional photo op with her, yeah. like maybe something TMZ worthy. Yeah, just be know? able to go hi, guys. Pump a few drinks into her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, God, she's fucking hot. Oh my god, I can't she's wait. Hot. And I, like it, it, I just every so often I have this, this thought in my head, like don't don't be stupid, don't right. be stupid, don't be stupid. You know, yeah. we we uh, if you go back and you watch the craft, yeah, and you know she's the she's the uh, antagonist in the film. Uh, she's the one that wants to hoard all the. Witchcraft for herself, the even though it all comes from uh, what's her bucket? Uh, um, Robin Tooney. Yes, Robin Tooney. Thank you. I'm, I'm all not Robin Sweeney, you asshole. See, that's my point. Yeah. Fruzabalk's the one that stood out for me in that one because I was like, here. oh, she's so angry. Well, when we watched it in high school. Like all my friends were like, oh, Robin Tooney's hot, Neff Campbell's hot, and I'm just like, Fruzabalk is Fruzabalk's hot. Fruzabalk's so oh, hot, God. and you know, if if you're still like who. Uh, she was she was Dorothy in uh, Return to Oz way back in the day, and uh, she and was Vicky Vicky Valancourt from The Waterboy. And what, what did she show, Bobby? Uh, and she showed me her boobies, and I liked them too. <laughs> oh God, one of my it's still one of my most quoted films. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's yeah. one of the Adam Sandler's best ones. Yeah, and she was she was just she was, a great... she was funny in that. She was really good and and, and played her her part well. <laughs> like when she tells Lynn Swan exactly what the score is going to be and he's like that's your prediction or that that's your yeah, that's that's a good guess, you know, basically and she's all guess. That ain't no guess. That's a fact. And you know, she's basically going to pull out a switchblade on his ass. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other uh uh Photo op that's going to go down is with the other two guests, main guests, I guess you could put. Right. Uh, Martin Cove and William Zapka. And if you're not sure who that is, here's a little reminder. All right, I got to stop myself because I'll just keep letting that yeah. play. Uh, they are the Sensei and Sensei the, main, and the main D bag of Cobra Kai. Yes, Johnny <laughs> from Cobra Kai, uh, which. You told me about this, and I about shit my pants. Yeah. Because, okay, Karate Kid for me, as, as a child of the 80s, uh, that is, that's something that got, that's what got me into martial arts. And I spent my youth in sport competitive martial arts, going to tournaments in Vegas and all over the place, and, and I absolutely will attribute, uh, attribute that to the Karate Kid. Um, because it was such an inspirational you know, yeah, it's, a, it's another and dog story. It's, it's, a, it's very much a redeeming factor because at the end of the tournament, what does he do? He earns, you know, Daniel LaRusso earns respect of Johnny, uh, you know, by defeating him. And he says, you're all right, LaRusso, and hands him the trophy, you know. Nice. Of course, Kreese doesn't come out so well because, you know, two more movies later and he's he's back at his shenanigans again, you know, in Karate Kid 3. Yeah. But. Uh, Gotta rehash stuff. God, what a, what a, you know, what an awesome pairing to have together. Uh, you know, because you really do. 
you, you think of it from the aspect of Mr. Miyagi and from Daniel LaRusso, you know, and, and Noriki Pat Morita, God rest his soul. And, uh, um, you know, for signings, of course, you know, you could go the good guy side of things. And, you know, if God rest his soul, you know, Noriki Pat Morita, yeah. if he were still alive, you know, you'd want to get his, and of course, Daniel LaRusso himself. It'd be cool yeah. to just have all four of them at the table. Right, <laughs> it would be it would be very awesome. But Maybe a private bet between them going, like, who's going to get more? <laughs> right, the fact that the fact that Martin Cove and William Zabka are going to be there representing Cobra Kai, uh, like, I, they were just perennial bad guys. And, okay, so Zabka himself was... The peripheral like bad guy. the fucking douche of the eighties. You know, he was that guy. Like, and and he wore that badge so proud. And I know uh, from every account, I, I've had a chance to meet Martin Kovit at San Diego Comic Con, but I have not met uh, William Zabka yet. So, from all accounts, everybody that I know who have who have met him or spoken to him or where he's been at some sort of uh, premiere or whatever, and they've had a chance to interact with him, he's just an outstanding fucking guy. Just embraces. I know who's going to go for those interviews. <laughs> that's going to be me. I'm, yeah. I will gladly go after those. Um, I'll tell you though, man. When I met Martin Cove at uh, San Diego Comic Con, he he's he's still because he now he's he went from being badass Crease to being grizzled old badass Crease. <laughs> and he's still fucking intimidating. You know, he's still kind of an inti- intimidating dude. And uh, you know, I I love that he was able to step into kind of reimmerse himself into that role even for a brief moment on Tosh.0. Oh. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, you know, it was just really cool to, to see him kind of poke fun at, at the role that everybody knows him best for. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that they have embraced it and they're going to be signing together, you know, that's that's got to be pretty cool. So, yeah, I'd love to I'd love to land that interview. Yeah, um, um, and just kind of wrap this thing up. I'm just going to go rapid fire. We'll yeah, let's just fucking knock him out. Sorry. No, no, no worries, dude. You, you were... Oh, they're romanticizing every goddamn thing we've talked about today? Yes. That is awesome, yeah. dude. Clearly, yeah, dude. I've taken my Viagra and some Spanish fly. Yeah. Somebody's getting laid later on. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it ain't me, thank God. Play your card drive. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I talk a game, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other people we are going to be seeing there, of course, Sid Hague and Bill Mosley are there. They're always at Days of the Dead Day. Our main yes. Of Days Fuck of the Dead. yeah, dude. I love Sid Hague. Also, um, a recent interview of Nowhere, California will be there with Tony Todd. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tony Todd will be there. And maybe this time I'll actually remember to ask about the crow. <laughs> well, okay. So, <coughs> excuse me. There's that. I guard with that one, huh? Yes, you did. Uh, yeah, because I forgot you did that. Um, there's that, but he, he touched on something that I didn't know. See, I'm, a lot of people know Tony Todd from his cinematic stuff. His horror world. But he's a huge stage guy, too. And that's mine and Phil's realm. And so I'd really love the chance to be able to talk to him and kind of pick his brain about that. Because he's done a lot of stuff. He's in The Flash. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's doing a lot of stuff right now. And uh, he's he just got one of them voices that's like butter. Oh, yeah. Scary as shit, butter. But butter. <laughs> but just the fact that now, even if we don't get to talk to him at Days of the Dead, yeah. it's still a freaking honor to be able to go, we have a nowhere bumper from Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Todd. Yeah. yeah. And he, you know, he just... I love that interview. You guys handled it really well, and I was just there's things I wanted to to pick at from the theater aspect oh, of it. So I'm really hoping that we'll get a chance to talk to him again. And uh, so anyway, continue yeah. with rapid fire. Um, Lisa Burns and Louise Burns, the Grady twins from The Shining, will be there. Oh, the fucking red round babies. Yeah. Uh, 
So creepy. Yes, very. So, right. I mean, didn't they introduce that in like a Tide commercial or something like that? I the believe guy, so. The guy has to go to a different laundry room, and there's the two twins standing there going like, they'll be lost forever, Ever. you know? <laughs> uh, Jordan Ladd from Cabin Fever. Okay. Yeah. Um, PJ Souls Hall- yes. from Halloween and the Devil's Rejects. Another uh, past interview from Nowhere, California, which I would really love to talk to her again. Hopefully... Jonathan Turstein will be there too because Felisa Rose is going to be there oh, nice. Slave Boy Camp. Okay, she okay. was an absolute blast to talk to. They, their, our interview with her and Jonathan were probably still one of our all-time favorite interviews, and that's saying a lot because we've got a lot of damn. Yeah, we had some really, really good interviews. Uh, Camille Keaton, the original girl from I Spit on Your Grave, the original. I Spit oh, on your okay, grave, okay, which okay. would be probably a really interesting conversation. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. There's going to be a huge Pulp Fiction. Onslaught there with uh, Oh that's right Zed, we get, Yeah we get Zed Peter Green uh, We get the Gimp We get the Gimp I really would like to talk to him Just be like How fucking hot was it In that, that stupid suit. latex suit yeah. you know? Because it was an indie film It was technically an independent film So there was no real Right like, Now I know that location wise There was no basement In the pawn shop Yeah Quick fun fact by the way In that pawn shop There is Over the door There is a samurai sword A katana blade that hangs up there uh, that they've never taken down. They won't sell it. They, they'll never oh. take it down. And that's from... It's in the honor, honor Yeah, Hughes. it's in the honor to, uh, you know, to the film. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Whittaker is going to be there. Uh, Zed's uh, right-hand man in the uh, man rate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. I know. There's no way to really show you. No, really, no, no, there's no way to kind of... Yeah, it's unapologetic, so yeah, just it's man rape. Yeah. Uh, Phil Lamar, uh, Marvin... <laughs> <laughs> or Marvin. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face, man. What the fuck do you do that for, man? I didn't mean to shoot son of a bitch. That's one of my favorite. I laughed so fucking hard. One of the initial uh, Nowhere California What the Fuck moments that yeah. we talked about. I, I love that. Just that, what do you think, Marvin? you think God came down and stopped? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, oh, it's so good. And Angela Jones, the taxi driver. Because I can't remember her damn name. Esmeralda. Esmeralda, thank Esmeralda. you. Esmeralda, bitch, I'll fucking do it because yeah. she's... Smoking hot. Yes, I am. God, butch. The way she says fucking butch, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. my god. There, there's so much more. And that's correct gonna be. me if I'm wrong. Isn't that sequence in the cab? Is that one shot in black and white? No, it was color. I could have swear there's a portion of that. That's no, no. It's just got that. It of, has that very yeah, heavy that, duty film noir vibe. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe that's why it just feels that way to me. So or like the fact that it's not black and white is the only thing missing from the scene. I honestly I don't think anything's missing. No, scene. the fact that I'm recalling it as black and white just speaks to the, to, you know. Uh, anyway, the deep yeah. cuts of that film. There's two guests that are going to be there that are going to be pretty interesting if we can get a chance to talk to okay. them. Okay. Uh, one is Kato Kalin. Okay, so huge relevance right now because the people versus, doing the people versus OJ Simpson, you know, and. Uh, well, he's there uh, promoting the movie uh, Beastie Butcher, and the director is going to be there with him, Kansas Bowling. She's going to be there, too. Okay. And she, she's one of those hardcore directors that does, refuses to film digital. She always shoots film. Good. Yeah. Good. It's and she's somebody I really would like to talk to. It's, if you need any other proof, Tarantino did Hateful Eight in Super 70, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so well, him and Robert Rodriguez respect. always bust heads on uh, film against digital. It's because, okay, the, the medium itself is so fucking expensive because you don't take and then cut that scene out, like edit that scene out of, uh, you know, digital. You don't just erase it. You have that you have that scene stuck on, you know, on, on film forever. 
So you have to go through and, and there's it's, no it's easy a snip, delete. It's a snip paste edit sort of deal, you know. And so it's uh, oh, you do you like that medium? I like that medium, but it, it's something that I think is brings a uh, for certain films brings a great nostalgia feel to a lot of films, and I think it's great for horror films as well. Oh, easily, uh, it makes it so gritty and scary. Exactly. And the, the final one we're going to talk about is somebody that um, I've already gotten a message from, Deshaun, another friend of Nowhere, California. Right. He's told me to get this interview. Okay. The director, because I'm not going to try to say his name because it's, I'm going to butcher the crap out of it. Okay. The director of a Serbian film. Okay, hold on. I'm like, I got to see this. The director of a Serbian film. Uh, I'm going to give it a try here. No, I'm not. It's, oh, Jesus. Holy hell! This is uh, the only. Th- if I butcher it, fine. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take a swing at it. Uh, Surgeon, Surgeon Spashovic, yeah, Surgeon Spashovic. Holy shit! Why didn't you tell me Kansas Bowling was that fucking hot? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to surprise you. God. And that's another reason I really want to talk to her. You think so? Stop it. Uh wow yeah that's a hard one a Serbian film okay yeah you know about a Serbian film right no it's a fucked up film <laughs> well I'm assuming probably anything coming out of war torn Serbia has got to be yeah this pretty twisted yeah it's you it's bad is it just like a fucking gore fest gore and just what the fuck awesome I, okay. to a limit. <laughs> When, I can't wait. When yes. babies are involved. Oh, yes! It's that film. Okay, I heard about this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, as soon as... Uh, I, yeah, I want to talk. I want to fucking pick his brain. That's I, I love awesome. to pick his brain. Just to be like, how'd you get here? I'm hoping they do a screening of it over the weekend. It, they, I, they have the listing of the film screens. I don't remember if that's there or not, but... It's, it's probably like on a little side note. Like, yeah. here, here I, go and knock on this fucking... Kind of like how we have the, the um, screening for Truth or Dare our, the last year. Right, 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 yeah, right. Maybe one of those. But yeah, the director of a Serbian film is going to be there. And I kind of just want to talk to him just to pick his brain. Like, how? Yeah. <laughs> what, why, and how? Yeah. And how do I pronounce your name? I'm pretty <laughs> sure I got it. I think yeah. I nailed it. I think you got I the first I, name right. I think I nailed it. Spazajovic? The last name? Yeah. Spotchevic? Spotchevic? I think it's Spotchevic. Okay. I could uh, be wrong. Well, just the interview in general to get the name correct will be a uh, freaking brass ring. <laughs> nice. So that wraps up this uh, multi-topic episode of Nowhere, California. Yes. Yes, and uh, in recent like uh, ponderings at work, and okay. where my mind just kind of wanders and goes everywhere at work, like anybody else does, but uh-huh. I should be paying attention to what they should be doing and not wanting to. We've never played the poop movie Poop Shoot game with you. <laughs> You said that, and you said we've never played the poop. Yeah, we never played. <laughs> like, the poop yeah, you're right. We've, what the fuck are we? What? what? The movie poop shoot. I rambled it all together. Yes, and oh. then and then you corrected yourself, and, and it made much more sense. Yes, I uh, <laughs> no. never played the movie poop shoot game with right, you. Right, right. And someone has joined us for this. Yes, round. Uh, because uh, we had to. We had to bring Phil in for the poop shoot. I've, yeah. I've heard legendary this is one of his favorite games. Right. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this as well. I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a poop shoot virgin. Yes. Uh, Jesus. What did <laughs> that sound agree. like? Oh, my Lord. Uh, you guys aren't poop shoot virgins. I don't know. Proud. Virgins. Hey, Nick, Jesus. I don't know. It almost seems like you were sitting on that for a while. Oh, okay. dirty. <laughs> dirty. I'm not saying I lose, but when they fart, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Before we start a whole another topic, <laughs> All right. uh, just to give everybody a refresher and give Nick the 
point of view of okay. what this game is. It's basically uh, movie titles that could double S code of taking a poop, such as The Green Mile. I think I have played this. Oh. Way back in the early, early days when I first jumped on with yeah, you guys. that's what I was wondering. I think, okay, we play, I, think I may have played it. So my... For the sake uh, of argument, clearly my poop shoot. <laughs> yes, for the sake of argument, this sounds fascinating. I can't wait to try this. But the truth, <laughs> I can't wait to try this. But oh. the truth is, you we we broke in quickly. And then, uh, yes, you violated my poop shoot right off the bat, and then uh, left alone for. I, I, I was going to say this seems like a game we would play with Nick. I think so too. Uh, that's all they. Well, mind you, this uh, seems like something he'd be very, very good at. My God, like oh, any of my friends that are listening to this are going, "Wow, there's so many, so many things that I could just say <laughs> right say now." To this, yeah. Some of his friends, I have video. Good, good thing it's nowhere, huh? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good thing it's nowhere. So, right. yeah. But also, too, like uh, I said, me, tell me all about this game. But like I said, also too, this is a thought at work, and my thoughts at work are usually like three to four o'clock in the morning. Uh huh. Fair enough. Three, three, four o'clock in the morning. My my first thoughts go straight to the poop shoot as well. So uh, for other reasons, I'll tell you what, man. My, on a on a quick little off the rails note, one of my favorite things that's ever been uttered at work was uh, we had a receiver um, that. Came down from the break room. Been up there for a while. Comes down from the break room and just stretches. He's a big old Harley riding guy. Just stretches and goes, ah, I love getting paid to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite thing now. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm not clocking out for poop time. So to get this rolling, um, I'll start it. Uh, as I said, it's... Uh, Movie titles that could be used as code to take in a poop. Okay. The Wedding Crashers. Oh, God. Phil, I'm going to throw to you. Oh, okay. The Force Awakens. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that won't be the only Star Wars we're going to Oh, probably that. not. There's uh, just too, yeah, too many. I like that one. Now, let's see the, the Ice Storm. Big Top Pee Wee. Ew. My Favorite Martian. <laughs> Dear God! I know. <laughs> and also, too, to remind everybody, this is the type of game that just realizes how fucked up we are. Oh uh, yeah! Uh, because if you think about it, almost anything could be twisted to that. Uh, well, when we think about it, other people could be listening, like, "How the fuck? How do you get to that?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say uh, London has fallen. Fear and Love in Las Vegas. Backdraft. Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> we have some new titles to be able to throw. Yes, out we, do. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we, we do. Yes, we do. Um, Frozen. <laughs> oh my god. I'm a little bit bound up. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, oh, here we go. Big Hero 6. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Titanic. Mm. Down Periscope. Um, Mercury Rising. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never had a phenomenon up there, you know what I'm talking That's about. That's a shit storm, folks. It's <laughs> a shit storm. Uh, I'm glad you guys got that one. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. Uh, Thank you. Oh, we'll, shit. We'll go from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll go for a title from the 70s Avalanche! Nice. Yes. The Perfect Storm. Nice. Deep Impact. <laughs> Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> to double up our meteor movies. Yeah. Volcano. Ew. Paycheck. <laughs> I'll double down on the... Uh, I'll d- Paycheck. <laughs> I'll double down on the uh, disaster movies again and I'll go Dante's Peak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Phil took a drink. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> I got coke in the nose. A little bit. That can clear my sinuses, Nick. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> I, got a, I got my next one on deck. Dogma. Deep Rising. <laughs> I think Phil's been practicing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, he's, he's, like, oh, like, oh, you, you know, you, you, it's, it's like it's always that time when I haven't even thought of any movie titles. You guys pull the rug out from under me, so I'm like, I've been thinking. You know, uh, Good Burger. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, Fast Food Nation. Lady in the Water. The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Lady in the Water. <laughs> I jumped into mine way too quick. <laughs> I didn't take time to savor that one. That yeah. was fucking beautiful. That was beautiful. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, apocalypse Now. <laughs> uh, the Happening. Big Fish. Nice. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, chud. <laughs> chud. Chud. Chud 2, Bud the Chud. <laughs> Oh, and this is, the, this is the usual milestone of the game when Bill hits the sequels. It's like you left that anything, one. Anything that has two in the title works fucking perfectly. Oh, it does. It yeah. does. But, you know, it's just that the thing is, it's Bud the Chud, yeah. the subtitle, which I think is a lot funnier. So I'm like, exactly. I had to jump on that. Oh, my God. I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> I had one too. There was one I was gonna say, and then you fucking he rolled out with Chud too. <laughs> Bud the Chud. Uh, okay, let's say uh, follow that bird. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I got one. Um, let's go with uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, oh. that was almost mine, but I'm, I decided to go with this one. Project Almanac. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm gonna say uh, paranormal activity. Nice. <laughs> um, reanimator. Cloverfield. <laughs> reanimator. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking big it tears the city yes, apart. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll keep with obscure. You, you horror. get it. I'll go with obscure horror films. We'll go the fog. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's great. The mist. <laughs> Oh, dirty. Here you go. I'm going to jump directly to the sequel. Independence Day 2 Resurgence. Ew. <laughs> going, going with one that hasn't come out yet. I love that one. I have to. Fair enough. Uh, then, then I'll do the same thing and say Doctor Strange. Uh, <laughs> brown Bunny. Ew. <laughs> Fan 4 Stick. Uh, <laughs> the... Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four reboot. The, but everybody calls it Fan Four Stick. Doesn't yeah. that sound like something that you would, you know, put up your butt? Yeah, something to stick? kind of shoehorn it out of. Yeah, 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 exactly. Give me that Fan uh, uh, so What was it again? Fan Four Stick? Let me get, get that Fan get Four that Stick. Get that Fan Four Stick, yeah. I'm going to uh, say The Never Ending Story. Nice. <laughs> Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, return to Oz. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was so bad I needed to revisit it. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to say The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. <laughs> nice. Larry Part 6. Tombstone. High Plains Drifter. Ridiculous 6. They call me Trinity. Oh my god. <laughs> is that a movie? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Old school or? Old school. Oh, okay. 1975. Sound that way. I love that, man. Deep cuts on this boy. He just oh, yeah. digs him out, man. I Thank love you. that. Thank you. Uh, let's, go with... that <clears throat> let's go with. Let's go with. Meatballs. Nice. Schindler's List. Super Fuzz. The Heart of the Sea. Thor of the Dark World. Hot Fuzz. Hmm. The Negotiator. <laughs> Get out of there! 
Come on, come on. Just listen to me. Come on. I'm your friend. I'm your friend out here. I got a good one. Karina, Karina. Blown away. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the one I was trying to think of. Oh, yeah? Uh, I'm going to say Assassins. Executive decision. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. R.I.P.D. Ripped. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Someone would get it. Oh, God. (laughs) Just the visual on that. Uh Uh, I'll go with The Hunt for Red October. Oh, graphic. (laughs) First one, yeah. Graphic. That's right. Changing lanes. (laughs) Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> These are for my homies, man. Okay. Uh, blood in, blood out. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pure joke in my head. I'm not going to go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got, I got, uh, the past. Oh, yes. Hard to kill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, fine, I'll go with hard target. <laughs> nice. Black dog. <laughs> <clears throat> Above the law. Oh my god. Uh, fire down below. <laughs> Good old Steven Seagal. He's got a laundry list. Yeah, he did. Did one on that one. <laughs> I, could, I could probably think of one, but yeah. fire down below is a perfect way to end. Yeah, oh, you son god. of a bitch. That I is, had marked for death. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got to resurrect this game and bring it back. No, of course. Of course. Yeah. I, was, I just love the fact that I wasn't stumbling. I was going to roll with no retreat, no surrender. <laughs> I, I need to be proud of us on this one, too. We did not have too many, like, Oh wait a second! No, wait a second. no, Last we had out. a couple of them where it was just okay. I literally, I was too busy I literally yeah. have them lined up, like queued up in my head. I'm like, okay, this is the one I'm gonna go with next. Uh-huh. And then Phil would, pardon the pun, drop one on me, <laughs> <laughs> and fucking lose my shit. I'd lose mm-hmm. my place in line in my head. So the same yeah. thing happens to me. You guys were good. Yeah. So I guess with that. Uh... You know what? I completely forgot. This is my birthday episode. Oh, it oh, is. Wow, yeah. cool. Well, uh, my beatings and spankings will be off mic. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I got the paddle. I bet you do. <laughs> I got you do. And I got by, the poops you covered. Yeah. There you go. And by paddle, Phil means his cock. <laughs> and now with that being said, this has been Josh. This has been Nick. And this has been Phil. There you go. <laughs> Suck on that, bitches! <laughs>